0: I will be leaving. I will be leaving, though I will not be returning to Essex. 6 I am needed.
1: By a princess. You're no more a Dane than the priest here. You're a whore to the crown of Alfred. You will do this to me. Again. I must. Yes, of course you must. You swore an oath.
0: But you gave your word. And that is about reputation and honor.
1: What my father gave to you, I now take back. You are no longer Udred Ragnarsson. Ragnar, you cannot do that, please. You are no longer my brother. This was a game to you. Never. Never.
0: for I kill you. That's not leave-
1: From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The Last Kingdom with Marion Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So grab an ale, sit back and relax and let's see how England was born. Buddy, and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson.
0: My name's Blake, and was it just me or when they were playing the tug-of-war games, w- weren't you thinking of Squid Game the entire time?
1: I was not, but now I will not be able to unsee that.
0: All I could see was Squid Game and, and the old guy just leaning back the
1: whole way. Leaning back. You yeah. know?
0: Yeah, that was... I'm like, why didn't they just do that?
1: They would have won. Had they watched Squid Game, they would know how to win. Exactly. By the way, less. Squid
0: Game Season 2 has been announced... Uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. So oh. it is It is coming. There's okay. just there's just no telling when or when filming will start or anything. So uh, I'm sure that a lot of people will be, be very happy about that. Mary, just a uh, quick aside. Are you ready for uh, Squid Game Season 2? Or do you think Season 1 was just enough and that was it?
1: I'm all set. I'm done.
0: You know what? I'm kind of with you. Like, I, I thought that Season 1 was great. I enjoyed it. It was fun.
1: Can I tell you something, though? What? I probably would still watch it. I'll definitely watch it. <laughs> <laughs> totally will watch it but here's it. the thing like yeah as you said complete aside like it just it it didn't bring me joy it was just i want to get to the bottom of it and we never really got to the bottom of it so that's why we need season 2 but um it did not make me feel good
0: not a good feeling show no <laughs> not one where you're like i need to be uplifted Yeah, you know what it is not parks and rec no, no, not I, at all.
1: I definitely needed to cleanse my palate with some Hallmark Christmas movies after that just to <laughs> feel Br- better about... The new Brooke about... Shields one? <laughs> it, does she have one? Yeah,
0: she's got a new Christmas Netflix her. movie. Good it, for it's her.
1: It takes place in Scotland. Oh, well, I, yes! Is it on now?
0: Yeah, it's on now.
1: I know what I'm doing. <laughs> because I gotta tell you, this episode did not make me feel good. Did <laughs> This episode of The Last Kingdom made oh. me feel really bad. Well, how come? Hello? Everything sucks. Yeah. For everyone. There's not, not a great, single Bob. happy person right now, except the witch, Skade.
0: Yeah, she's pretty happy.
1: She's like, I get to make out with whoever I want. Mm-hmm. Uhtred kind of wants me. Does he, though? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or else he wouldn't keep her around. You don't keep people around if you don't want them. Um. Well, unless there's... And he like kissed her, and he let her touch him, and he let her... to Listen, Uhtred right now... I'm not saying he like wants her, wants her, but he's DTF. If no, he was on Jersey Shore, no butt Shore, stuff yet. Yeah, if he, oh gross. Remember no. what you said,
0: butt stuff. Okay, thanks, Blake.
1: Um, yes, I think that he'd be like the the skeevy guy on Jersey Shore. That's like whatever. Yeah, I guess he's the situation. Yeah, at the moment, he's Mike. The situation. Does he, does he
0: call her a cab at the end? At the, yeah. at the end of the night. Yeah,
1: he'd be like, okay, let's have sex, and I'm gonna like chain you back up. <laughs> That's the essential Dane cab of
0: yeah. The, the Dane cab is the is chaining back up to, yes. to the dungeon. <laughs> oh man, I don't feel good, guys. I yeah, just don't feel good. Doesn't feel good. All right, no. you ready to uh, get into the show? Yes. I just want to remind you guys, of course, that this podcast is on all of the major uh, podcast apps. You can find it anywhere. If you're not already subscribed, please do so, whether it is Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or even Spotify. It's all there. And of course, if you want to get in touch with Mary and myself, you can do so. Just uh, go to all the social webs uh, and you'll see us there or email us at MaryandBlakeMedia at gmail.com. And we do, of course, have to call out our Great friends, at jointhenerdclan.com, go there to get amazing great perks, especially for the holidays, since Mary and I are sending out holiday cards and gifts as well uh to all of the members at jointhenerdclan.com uh that are at a certain level. So, please go ahead and do that. Are you ready, Marvin?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Okay, let's get it done.
1: Right here we are.
0: Oh, you gotta wait for the drop. There you go. Now, there you go.
1: So, in case you missed it, this is the episode where Uhtred, um, he's hanging out with his brother, he's hanging out with all the Danes, and all the Danes are like, I want to lead, I want to lead, I want to lead, and Utrid says, Ragnar should lead. Great, we can all trust him. Let's do this. And then Father Bjorka shows up and he's like, Shame on you, Uhtred. You were naughty to Alfred. By the way, I'm actually here because we're cool, but uh, Princess Aethelflaed needs your help. So, <laughs> thanks. And then Utrud says, I'm going to go help Princess Aethelflaed. Bye, Ragnar. I know you're my brother, and I know I just promised I would be on your team, and I love you with my whole heart, and Alfred's a dick, and Aethelflaed is 12, but whatevs, I'm going to go. By the way, I'm going to fight to the death for the witch Skeid because I think I do want to sleep with her. Yeah. None of that is true. None of what I just said is true, but you get the gist.
0: <laughs> you get the idea. You
1: get the idea of how I feel about this episode and how I feel about Utrid's choices. So do you think it was a bad
0: episode or it just didn't make you feel great?
1: Didn't make me feel great, which if you're new to me, that sometimes affects my rating.
0: Sure. Yeah. How I feel. Right. And I don't enough. feel good. I I, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. It's a very- Everyone very... keeps
1: saying, you're going to love Utrid. You're going to love him. No, I still don't. <laughs> I still love Bianca. Still love him. Don't love Uhtred. Just wanna smack him. What are you doing? Pick a freaking side and stick with it, okay?
0: Oh, oh man Okay, so
1: my Shields reading is a four point five and that's Whoa lucky. whoa 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 hold on,
0: hold what? on. We gotta get through the, the details here. We got we got Fine. some stuff.
1: Fine. <laughs> Do it.
0: Mary's just ready to go. Oh, yeah. She's done. She's she's cooked. She's got stuff happening. Just
1: angry. Uh, uh, <laughs>
0: Sorry, episode 303 of The Last Kingdom, Mary... Otherwise known uh, as Mary's Angry. I know. Uh, Mary, this is the episode... uh, Since we're getting 10 episodes this season uh, from because of the Netflix order for it, uh, this is the beginning of, or or at least uh, the... the, Sorry. This is the, the beginning of the second act or the very final part of the first act of this season. And we're getting much more. We're we're finally revealing the real conflict of what's going to happen. And that will carry us through the second act and into the third act of the season. Uh, It was directed by Andy de Emeny. I looked once again, lots of British television, lots of British film. I could not find, I, I didn't recognize one thing except for like one film. And it's just like, that was on the fringe of my knowledge, but Andy DeMoney is most known for films like Father Ted, uh, uh, Cutting It, uh, also uh, The Canterbury Tales, but in a TV film uh, aspect, and also a film called The Wipers. And that is that. The writer, once again, is Stephen Bouchard, the showrunner for The Last Kingdom in season three. That is that. Okay, Marvin, now it is time for you to give your show. 4.5, right.
1: and that's generous. Wow, okay. I'm mad.
0: So the show, Mary is mad. Mary's not I'm in a mad. good mood today.
1: Okay, let's just be real. Technology just made me upset. And you know, sometimes you get influenced by things outside of things. Yes. I'm being influenced right now by technology making me upset. There's nothing in this world that boils my blood.
0: So this is not an objective take. No, I think This is a totally is. biased think, take.
1: No, because we watched it a second time and I was like, meh, still. So I know I don't like this episode that much. And that's why I'm saying, even saying it's a 4.5 is generous. In my feeling, this is a 4 for how it left me.
0: Wow, okay. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, mine. <laughs> <Can> you tell <laughs> I'm mad
1: at Utrecht?
0: Yeah, I can definitely tell you're mad at Utrid. Mine's a 4.85. Uh, not necessarily as good as the last episode, but one that gets us going here. And there are some great things about it. And there are also some things that are just really questionable that I don't like. Uh, but that is that. Your GBG, Mavin. What do you got for your good, your bad, and your great?
1: Okay, so my good is that Leofric was back. Guess who's back? Back again. He's back. I don't remember. Shady's he's... back. Yeah, I love him. I, I just love this, uh, interaction, the bromance. So I'm glad that he's back. Uh, that's my good is just bring on the ghost Leofric. Bring him back. As often as you want, Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. My bad is all the poor choices that Uhtred is making, that everyone is making. And I hate that Utrid is more concerned. You know what it is? I just figured it out. What is it? Utrid is more concerned about saving Alfred's kid than his own flippin' kids.
0: You know what? You're not wrong. But his kid is in under good care.
1: Underhilled, un- who had no idea this was a long-term doula situation, okay? We're talking about a newborn baby and some like other grown kids. Long-term she is supposed doula. to be like opening her own church or a little convent or something. And Utrud's uh, just like, bye, I'm leaving. And she didn't get a credit what? card to use. She doesn't have the minivan keys. She doesn't know if they have any allergies. He's just like, bye, good luck with a newborn. Here's some and my dogs. kids, who are dealing with the... <laughs> That their mom is dead. Good luck, Hild. You know what? Hild deserves the best freaking Christmas present. I'm not talking about a fruit basket. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm talking a car.
0: Trip to Maui.
1: Serious massages every day. So many massages. Does Utrid at all say, he says one moment, like when. and Tura come home and he's like, hey, yo, how's my kids? She's like, they're totally fine. It's great. And he's like, okay. When he has his inner conflict later Mm -hmm. and decides to undo the oath he just made to go to the guy who sucks and keeps breaking his (gasps) deals with him, all because he wants to save that guy's kid, I wanted him to say you know, I'm kind of, even though I am a Dane, like I like Wessex. I lived there a long time. Leah Fritch is in my head a lot saying like, you need to save Wessex, you need to save Wessex, but also my kids Kids live there. So, you know, it's kind of like Sarah Jessica Parker doing Hocus Pocus 2 right now. Yep. Part of the reason probably they're doing Hocus Pocus 2 is because her son goes to Brown University, which is in Providence, Rhode Island. She was probably like, you know what? I'd love to do Hocus Pocus 2. Can you please do it near my kid?
0: Yep. Hashtag roadie pride.
1: utrid <laughs> doesn't even say, I would like to go be near my children. I would actually like to save my children in their home. I hate you. I it, hate you right now. Does
0: Hild get like the, the stone massages, like the hot stones, or is she one of those like deep tissue girls? She
1: can even get a happy ending. So oh, all I care. Good for her. Boy,
0: Marvin. Hey,
1: if Bianca gets a wife. all right right. i mean i'm not really into that kind of thing i don't i think those places do exist i think there's one that oh they do there was one next to our diner that said like happy foot spa and i'm like who gets a foot spa after a visit to the diner anyway (laughs) yeah okay those guys you talk (laughs) about indigestion anyway i'm all set i'm just crabby i'm crabby because Ushard's right these danes are a whole mess okay they're pretty much lord of the flies good luck with that but he does as a mother, I'm just mad at him.
0: I mean, it's not like he just up and left. Yes, because he, he did. Because he chose to. He up and left because he was going to get killed.
1: Yes, but the driving force to go back or to like fight isn't to get his own kids. He's not like, Tura, can you send a note to Hill to get my kids here? Can someone please bring me my kids?
0: That is a fair assessment. I will give you that.
1: It's Ethelfled, who is what, twenty years younger than him? So is he supposed to be like forty right now?
0: Uh no, she's not supposed to be twenty years. He, I, she, I think he's I think he's ten years
1: okay. older than she is. Okay. Kind so what of he's okay. in his thirties, she's okay. in her twenties. Fine. Still, whatever. That's Alfred's daughter, Alfred's jerk, and uh save your own kids.
0: I, I think that's fair. All right, but you're great. What is your you're great?
1: That Bianca's back.
0: I love Father Bianca.
1: And I loved I thought he was gonna ream him out. And really he was there just to share a little insight. And I love Father Bianca so much. So that was my great, but that is why this episode is not my favorite.
0: Fair enough. Uh my good. <laughs> my good is the editing. The editing in this episode was fantastic, particularly when uh Biaka is reading the letter that Ethelfled sent to him, and he says, well, it seems like he's always the solution. All right, take us north to the solution. And then it was a smash cut right to Uhtred's profile, looking a little hesitant about what is happening in Dunholm at the moment. That is simple, yet very confident editing that it doesn't have to give you the answer. It can show you the answer. That was awesome. I really liked that little bit. Uh, I have a few bads. Um,
1: welcome to my club. And yeah,
0: we're, we're gonna just ride the bads out here. Uh,
1: but I think if we shed them, we don't need to deal with them. Like this was a beautifully shot episode. There were a lot of layers to it, but it just wasn't one that left me feeling good. So I think if we shed our bads, we don't need to lean into them the whole podcast episode. Is that fair?
0: Uh, very fair. Very fair. Um, So, all right, here are my few bads. Uh, The ship CGI when uh, Bianca is out on the ocean. So bad.
1: The ship CGI is always bad. I
0: know. And it's one of those things where I kind of just have to let it be a little bit here. Okay. But I can't. Okay. Because it was that bad. Okay. Uh, It looked like uh, a PlayStation 1 early days uh, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) of of graphics. Um, But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, Second bad, blood hair. And it's not that blood hair. The character is bad. Mm-hmm. Not in love with him as a character, but the name. I can't do the name when they're when uh, when Ragnar is taking the vote to see. Okay, will all these people follow behind me? And, and we're going to change the literal course of history. He's like, all right, everybody, all right. We'll start with you, blood hair. Like. It just, it's so childish. It, I, I know that was a serious scene, but I couldn't take it seriously because it's like, okay, blood hair. I, it's the worst nickname. It's the worst. You call someone blood hair when you want to rank on them. You know, you don't call them that out of respect. That's, that's one of those stupid names you give somebody. Like, I don't know. Tiny or red, you know, like, no, it's a stupid name. It's not a real nickname. It's something you use to make fun of somebody. I
1: appreciate that. If the
0: guy's guy enormous and you call him tiny.
1: Or explain the blood hair. Like, you know how Skade. Well, skied... they did. They did. When? Re- when remember, they put all the blood yeah, on his, his head? The,
0: when the blood on his head. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the reason why they call him well, blood. Well,
1: he hair. needs to do it more often. Okay? You can't just be like a one-time blood hair. <laughs> it needs to be like your daily ritual. <laughs>
0: You just cut your wrists open just a little yes. bit and put it all no, over your no. head.
1: Oh, was that, she didn't cut her wrist. She no, slit she slid her hand. Yeah, you're right.
0: Okay. All right, fair okay. enough. Uh, and then also there's this last portion where the show, as much as I was just telling you that the show wasn't telling you what was happening, it was showing you. At this point, the tele- the, the program was telling you and it was Ethel Fled going to her little servant and saying, you know what to do, right? And she's, yes, my lady, I know. And I know. it's like, no, you don't need that. You're, you're showing fled handing over a letter. And you even get to the point where Ethelflaed is telling her, go to Bianca and go to him first and alone. Like, that's it. See him first. You can infer what is happening. You don't need the, you know what to do. It's just, it's there for the sake of clarity. And I just wish, wish that the show trusted its viewers a little bit more. That's my bad. Okay. But the great, of course, is the direction of this episode. As I turn my phone notifications off, rookie mistake, Blake. Um, The direction of this episode, everything is so artfully composed. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a very dark episode, uh, meaning they're relying on not necessarily key lights, but they're relying on um, mood lighting, uh, Mm -hmm. scene setting lighting. Uh, you know, oranges and, and red firelights and, and blue, uh, hues for, from the moon. It's, it, this is a very artfully composed episode. Um, especially in the beginning and, uh, where Utrid is like doing like his practicing and like meditating meditating with his sword, whatever it was. I don't know, mm-hmm. but he was doing it. And also the shot where Osforth is speaking with Utred shortly after that. And the way that the camera just moves, it goes from Utrid and then it shifts it pers- its perspective a little bit. And in the background, blurred out is Leah What an amazing shot. Just that again, it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. It's all about showing you what's in the background, what's in the foreground, uh, using that focus to your advantage and how that it, what that resembles is how Leah is always in Utrid's back of his mind. He's. Always present there. We are only privy to it when we see it, but he's always there. That guilt, that- uh, that I didn't um, even notice it. Association to Wessex is always there. So I fracking loved that shot in the direction of this episode. Awesome. So, Marvin, uh, where do you want to begin with this episode? Listen, I'm going to be real. Yes. I
1: need you to begin because I just- you know, we've got, we've got the, let's do, let's get Alfred out of the way. Okay. That guy. All right. How much, how many more episodes do you <laughs> think that he's, guy. yeah, he sucks. <laughs> how much longer do you think he's going to be alive for?
0: Well, when Ailswith says, Alfred, you'll never leave me. Tomorrow. Like, that, that episode. is a goddamn garin frackin tea that he is croaking by the end of the season.
1: I want him to die next episode. Um, but is it too soon? Does he need to soon. see Ethel fled one more time?
0: <sighs> yes. Or will he see his daughter? And I think he has to see Utred one last time.
1: Maybe Utred saves Ethel Fled, brings her back to the castle, and was like, You lost your puppy. You're welcome.
0: Yeah. Uh, and
1: then he dies in Utred's hands and he saves him.
0: He <laughs> <went>. <laughs> Mary, that is, you know, a very good uh, theory. We'll we'll just do it right now. You're welcome. welcome
1: and you pick it up and you're like I'm not even a dog person how do I even do this do you get in my car do I whistle to you and then you bring it over and you're like here's your dog lost it you don't even know you lost it but you lost it that's what it'll be like and
0: then you do like uh, the uh, the thing from Home Alone 2 when they bring up the food and he's like sitting there with his hands and doing the money sign with his fingers <laughs> Rob Schneider <Okay. laughs> expecting a tip
1: okay oh oh yeah, yeah.
0: and he gives him gum <laughs> <laughs> and like, I love the next time he's like, would you like a tip? No, I, I have plenty of gum, sir. Thank you so much. He goes, okay, sure. And he pulls out a hundred dollar bill. Oh, yeah. I was going to give you this. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, yeah. I kind of like that theory that he has Thanks. to bring back Ethel fled to her home. Um, and, and that's a great question because does that relationship well, here are two separate questions. First, does the relationship between Uhtred and Alfred need to be amended? Like, does does no, it need to be mended? Sucks. Rather, No. Uh, is it something that you feel like narratively it is complete? And
1: as a tourist, I will never forget Alfred and what he did. So you'll never forgive done. him. I'll never forget. I'll, I'll never forget. Okay. I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. What
0: won't? What, what, what won't you forget?
1: That he's a fickle fellow, and he just puts his religion and the differences between who and Uhtred. Between him, even though Uhtred has saved his butt a million times, he should just say, you know, we've got different different strokes for different folks, man, and I'm going to respect you. (sighs) Because you know, you know that if his wife hit the monk, she wouldn't be going through all this stuff. They'd be like, wow, we didn't expect him to die and he was talking smack. You know, he just treats Uhtred so differently and I think it's really rude, so.
0: (sighs) Yes, very fair. Um...
1: And he's sickly. He's not getting anything done. He stinks as a leader. Every- I'm all set. Move on. He's mean to his son. His son's in love. He already has a kid. Come on, Alfred. Your son doesn't want the job. It, it, let you- him. Let him spread his wings and fly.
0: <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> um, you know Ethelwald does call it out, and it, I think it is worth mentioning. By the way, that. Alfred, when he was younger, was, would bet anything that, that had a pulse. Mm-hmm. And his son is doing the same thing, and he's, he's getting on his son. I get it. I get it. As a father, I don't want my son to make the same mistakes that I did. But on the other hand, you probably should be a little bit more understanding. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, and I think you should be more understanding of Uchin.
0: Is it because he Alfred has this line in this episode that actually hit home very like dearly to me. Ooh. Where it was, uh oh, what was the line? I even wrote it down. Hold on, I got it right here. It's so deep. Uh it, it was like it like hit me when, when it was said, and I, I want to get the exact right line here. Um, oh come on, where is it? I wrote it down. Oh, this is going to upset me. Hold on. I got it right here. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I'm Blake so sorry. Blake actively
1: takes notes on his phone as we watch the episodes. It's really rather cute. So, But, yeah, I, I'm done with Alfred. I'm ready for him to die. I'm ready to see the new class and see what they, they're up to. You know, he's just got a case of senioritis. Like, you're not really doing anything. You're still here. You're just kind of waiting your time out. And yet he still has this major influence over Uhtred. Okay, all right here it is. I
0: got it. You shall never dare put at risk all that I have achieved. First, that I think is uh, uh, tipping us off to what exactly is going to be happening with Edward. He is absolutely going to be putting at risk everything that Alfred has achieved. My question to you, Mary, is... That comment is, is Alfred's interaction like that and his criticism of Edward, is that coming from a father perspective or is that coming from a king perspective, meaning you're putting at risk everything that I have achieved? I think a king. I think so, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's where things kind of go wrong for Alfred here. Uh, and I say that touches me very personally because, you know, I've, you know, without getting into too many details here, I've kind of gone through this process, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily betting a woman and having twins uh, out of wedlock, but, you know, doing things at uh work or whatever. And uh, my dad, who was my boss, saying something very similar to me, and it's not about being a father it's not about being caring um a parent it's about the selfishness of everything that they have achieved and they don't believe that you're doing it the best interest of whatever they've created mm-hmm. uh that can be scary that can be very scary and very oppressing and oppressive for a son or a daughter or whoever uh is in the middle of that um, so, I don't know. I just, people
1: need to stop relying upon other people, okay? I mean, that's what it comes down well, to. Well, I mean, you as a king, you can't tra- do that. You can only be in charge of yourself. If your son doesn't want to run it, you're going to die at some point, buddy. So, make a plan B.
0: Yeah. In um, my opinion. And I had a second uh, thing that I wanted to talk to you about um, concerning...
1: I used to be an optimist. I know.
0: <laughs> um, now, I can't remember what the heck it is. That is, that upsets me.
1: It'll come back to you.
0: It will come back to me. Um, so Alfred, Alfred is in a tough position because he does have a kingdom to run, and he does have like he has to go out and put on the chainmail and do the sword and and.
1: Why? Who's? Who's? He, where's he going? What did he get dressed to, up for? To see
0: his people. I mean, to do to do the things Does that he's going to do. Go to what
1: wave? I didn't see him do anything <laughs> with that. He got all done up, and I was expecting a parade. Maybe he was going to go and be like, "Here we go, guys!" There was no follow through. Got all done up, and I didn't get to see the final product. <laughs> did he even leave, or did he just go down the hall?
0: Uh, what was he to dress
1: up for? I'm serious. Why did he need a sword?
0: Well, because I think he's going to go off and show. Remember, like they would do. The, he had to. Um, oh, I thought our thought our cat was about to do a, uh, okay, yeah. a hairball. Sorry. Um, he had to go off and show the kingdom that he was well, that he was healthy and well. And he.
1: This is why I need Zoom. Look what the queen's been able to accomplish.
0: Oh, things Shh. ain't looking good for the queen.
1: God rest her soul. Not
0: great, Bob. Well, she ain't dead yet.
1: Oh, God bless her. What, I don't know. What do you say? What do they say about the queen?
0: Uh, uh and All P's. hail the
1: queen. I, I don't know. <laughs>
0: uh God save the queen. There you go. There you go.
1: I God rest her soul. She's dead. I don't know. I'm not from there. Half of Britain just I'm went, a yank. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Uh, that wasn't meant
1: at all in a bad way. Oh, sorry. That was so I don't know funny. the terms. Oh,
0: Uh, uh Alfred overstepping a little bit here, taking uh, Uhtred's kids. Wait, he took them? Yeah, he told uh, he told uh, uh, Bianca to go get the kids and bring them to to uh, Winchester to get have them taught by priests and become Christian. And... Oh
1: no, I think that's fine.
0: You think that's fine?
1: I think that's fine. I think he realized Hilda put it off more than she could chew. She thought it was a one night thing, twenty four hour gig. He's like, "Who's watching these kids?" He wants them to learn how to read and write. I think that's fine. You know, Uchud was raised. Uh,
0: so you you take this as that's a, fine. It's 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 a purely um, altruistic move.
1: I mean, also, you're going to have to come get your kids at some point. It's going to be like Hook. You know when Hook takes the kids yeah. and he's like, oh, I raised him to be a pirate. Don't you want to be a pirate now instead of Peter Pan's son? He's like, I do love being a pirate. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, so maybe he'll, he'll say, oh, look at I raised Christians. Whose side do you want to be on? Your Christian kids yeah, or the Dane side? But Uhtred's going to have an even trade. Run My kids home, for Jack. your kids. Yeah, Run home, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> So he's gonna kind of have an even trade. Give me my kids back, and I'll give you your kid back. I've got an Ethel Flood. You've got Timmy, Joe, and Susan. Like I don't know how many kids he even has now, but I think he's got three and little baby Bobby. Um,
0: oh yeah, that's right. Now he's got. I think he's got a fourth now. Yeah, yeah you're right. so there we go. Um,
1: Timmy, Joe, Susan, and little baby Bobby. There we go. I've named them all. Interesting.
0: I, I I would just say that David Dawson has really. I mean, absolutely knocked it out of the pack for this season. Uh, and he has been great as Alfred, uh, you know, throughout the entire run, but there is this foreboding sense of um, death and f- finite time that Dawson is putting into each and every scene. You can feel it. You can see it. Uh, his eyes are watering when they're supposed to be watering there. They're, it's, it's a, he's doing an excellent job. And, as much as I don't like the move, I unlike you, Mary, I see them as chess pieces for Alfred. And this is a this is like a
1: this, I mean, I think that too, but I think it what, is the right thing. It, like
0: I said, I've always said say it with me now. It always goes back to the Godfather. It, it's like when he sends the fish, uh in and, and he says that Luca Prazzi sleeps with the fishes. This is this is Alfred's way of saying your kids are gonna be sleeping with the fishes real mm-hmm, soon. Mm-hmm. Um if you don't if you don't show this up, I mean, I don't think he's going to kill them, but this is just a, a power move. And in my estimation, it is 100% within character for Alfred to do that. Do you think that's fair?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, and it's okay to have like ulterior motives. I think it's fine. I'm cool. Yeah. All right. Let's talk I'm about cool the, at least someone's caring about his kids.
0: Let's talk about Leah here a little bit. Uh because Leah Fritsch, I think is the best thing to happen to this season so far.
1: Since the back to school haircuts, you mean?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which
1: I loved that Bianca came over and he's like, Hi Finnon, hi Osforth, hi guy who looks like a rat.
0: <laughs> Dane who looks like yeah, a rat. Dane
1: who looks like a rat. <laughs> and he was like, My name's Citric. And I loved it because I didn't recognize Citric with his back to school haircut. <laughs> For a while, so I'm glad, just in case they didn't know, if people may not know the new yeah. the new makeover, that it is him, does, or just busting.
0: Does Bianca infer that Citrix's wife has gone back to being a prostitute? Yes. Okay, just throwing that out there.
1: You know, it's okay. It's okay. I, That's I, a-
0: hey, she's a working girl. I got no problem with that. Yeah. I get, I get none. People got to put uh, food on the table.
1: Yeah. But I'm just... just No, but that was Bianca saying, you know, you need to go back home. Your honey's back in a house and she
0: is loud (laughs) um dane Dane boy who looks like a rat (laughs) bianca's sense of humor really shines this episode uh particularly that scene but also when he is on the ship with tura and he's like i despise every moment that i'm on the seas if god wished me to travel by water he would have made me a fish oh bianca is great he is just great love him
1: he, I he's my favorite he's my absolute favorite, and he continues to be
0: um and so but like let's continue on the the path with Leah fritsch here uh, what do you think about this does does Leah Fritch have like is Uhtred, the real outtred says to him like Osford mate Osforth made his choice, and I'm glad I killed the monk. I'm glad I did it, but Leah fritsch is saying, listen, chill out, you've made all these boys traitors mm-hmm. and if you... If you just did what you were supposed to do, you would still be Alfred's Oathman. And if you go to Wessex, you're going to be killing me. You're going to be killing men like me. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I I know we chatted about it a little bit last episode, but I want to continue to go down that road. What do you think Leofrich represents to
1: Utrid. The part of Utrid that does love Wessex. The part of, I mean think about it. He's he's fought now a decade or more for Wessex. He's built a home there. He's had friends there and there is he is this wonderful dichotomy of Dane and um Saxon. Yep. And he's been living the Saxon life for a while. And for the most part, he's been treated pretty well. I mean, we think about the massive time jumps that have happened between seasons or between episodes where nothing really happened, which means he was living a pretty posh life. Yeah. You know, so um, a lot of his life as a Dane, as we're seeing here, it's just turmoil, people vying for the the power and everything, the life of just like constant pillaging. Um, I think there's a part of him that knows a lot of his heart a lot of his home mm-hmm. is actually Wessex. So,
0: and, you know, the show keeps going back to the well and it's not a bad thing. It, it, you know, it, it's something that I think the show is really intent on exploring. It's it's Uhtred's um, loyalty mm-hmm. and not only that, his identity, uh, you know, the, the show keeps going back and forth uh, in extremes to He's a Saxon, or he is a Dane, and you know. On one hand, we have Breda, who is full Dane, uh, and on the other hand, in this particular episode, we have Leofritch, who is full Saxon, uh, and Uhtred is in the middle. It, the The funny thing is, is that he he had to ride toward, he had to ride to Dunholm to save his life from the Saxons, yet now at this point, he has gotten to a point where. He is no longer accepted by the Danes. Mm-hmm. Where does Utred go? And the scene between he and Ragnar, to me, is heartbreaking, because the one person that has stood by his side the entire time yes. regardless of these troubles, regardless of which way Utrid is being pulled, is Ragnar. Yeah you know, Breda was the one who kind of pushed him out, like mm-hmm. said, "No, you you're, you're nothing." You know, and obviously we have Alfred pushing, uh, you know, uh, Uhtred out.
1: What would you do if you were Utrid, Whose side would you be on? I'll tell you what I would do. I would sneak attack, Mission Impossible, get my kids out of there, and stay with the Danes, even though they're reckless. I want to be with Ragnar.
0: Well, the show does something very interesting here, and it shows you how smart Ethelfled is because she doesn't rely on this oath that she kind of coerced Uhtred to take. She doesn't use that as leverage against him. In fact, she does the opposite. She instructs Biaka to release him of that oath. And now it's become a matter of trust and choice. Um, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that Ragnar talked about reputation and honor, whether it was uh, leading a group of Vikings to uh, take over Wessex or Uhtred staying in the Dane camp. It, both of those things. He specifically says these are about reputation and honor. You know, I think Ethelfled is calling on... Utrid's choice to be honorable. She's calling on his reputation yes. the same way that um, Ragnar was doing for, for Utrid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's what makes this choice difficult for Utrid, right? There, there is real repercussions here. And it's a real thing. I, I always talk about that. Choice is so important in a television show. If something is wholly good, or on the other hand, something is wholly bad, you're always going to choose the wholly good thing. It's not a choice.
1: Well, and then you sit back and you're like, Ragnar is his brother, but not really. Like his adopted brother, I'll tell you that. Yes. You think about Uhtred... He, for his first, what, 10 years of his life, 8 years of his life, was a Saxon. Mm-hmm. And he keeps talking about how he wants to go back to Bevenberg. Is he planning on having Bevenberg become a Dane place? Because Bevenberg is Saxon. So he was a Saxon, adopted by Ragnar's family. Wasn't really, like, um, oh, but he got to know Ragnar quite a lot. Yeah. You know, cause they got to hang. So, so yeah, grew up with Ragnar, had that relationship. I don't know, man. It goes back and forth. It's tough. But that's what I'm saying is that Uhtred is a very fun character to watch because, like you said, there's this gray area. There is no this is the right choice.
0: Yeah, right. And and that is when you know you have good writing because you can make an argument both ways. Mm-hmm. Go with Ragnar, stick with everything. And yeah, you're probably lose Team Utrid. Like uh you're you're gonna lose Finnin and Citric and Osferth.
1: I, I cannot um lose Finnin <laughs> And
0: Finnan <laughs> is right, by the way, when he's saying, what are we doing? Like, oh, we can't go back and, and kill all these people. If you want to go north and go to Bebenberg, now that's a fight we can get behind. Agreed. But we're going to be kicked out of this place and then we're going to be kicked out of Wessex. Where else are we going to go? What are we going to do here? Um, that is something that's, that's true. So if Uhtred stays with Ragnar, yes, he is gaining his brother back, but he's also losing his chosen family, that one that he, he himself mm-hmm. has created.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, and there is some, I mean, we, we have talked about it earlier, but there is some regret here about his kids. Like he has a family there. He's going to have to get them eventually.
1: I'm surprised Finnin didn't throw that card down. I'm surprised Finn wasn't like He angi- did,
0: but in their own terms, like yeah. in their in their through their own prism. Uh like I got people back there. I have a family, I got a wife and kids, you know, if Citric yeah. does.
1: Yeah.
0: Um You know, it's it's a hard choice. And and then on the other hand And
1: then all that sways him is fled.
0: This again, this is why I'm saying she's the Dark Horse. Ah! <laughs> Does And now here's the question. I think I think this is what I was gonna ask you. I we have mentioned this before, but has the show earned this relationship, Ethelfled no. and Utrid? No. I totally agree. They have not. There is no reason, no textual reason, in my opinion, so far, that Ethelfled should be able to convince Utrid
1: to come. Finan, Citric, Osfirth, Biaka, all these other people can't. His own kids can't. Ragnar. you know what I mean? Like, he, she has a bigger pull on him than anyone else. And
0: right I don't now. understand why you I'm don't. not saying that it doesn't exist, but I don't understand why there has been nothing to show us that there is some baseline
1: aside from the kiss.
0: Yeah. But eh, even then I know what you know, know, like how much is he, she's in Mercia. How much is he really seeing her? Uh, how much did he really hang out with her? You know, in season two, very so. little. Um, I, mean, I, I suppose the argument could be made that because Bianca and Team Utrid and now Ethelfled are calling on Utrid to leave Dunholm, maybe all of that combined,
1: yeah, topped with Leofric, he had a pros and cons list, and then Ethelfled broke the tie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it could be argued that way. Okay,
0: hey, is Ethelfled's messenger Mrs. Fig? From, uh, from, um, you're a wizard, Harry. I'm telling you, it's Mrs. Fig. Really? I, it, I, I will look this up. Hold on. I, I will. No, I'll look it. it. You look keep talking. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all I could see when, when she was talking to Bianca. I'm look I'm listening to her voice and I'm looking at her. I think her. she'd
1: be much older. Well, I think they,
0: maybe they, they, they aged her up a little bit in Order of the Phoenix.
1: Okay. Let me see.
0: Um, but all I could see was Mrs. Fig. Oh, Harry. You know, like, I'm telling you, that, she, that was Mrs. Fig. For all you Harry Potter nerds, you get this. Okay, We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, but, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Ethelwald. Ethelwald is a fascinating
1: character right now. Great.
0: The first question I have for you. Mary is, are Ethelwald and Udrid, the same? No. Ethel, Ethelwald does make a compelling case that they are the same. I think on a a very, oh, basic level. You know, with the uncle and the king and kingship, and you know, you were supposed to have Bebbenberg, I was supposed to have Wessex, and you know, now we're here and we're defying our empires and or our kingdoms, and you know, I think that's fair.
1: I don't think it was fair, Blake.
0: Okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Well, let me let me see if I can.
1: Let me ask you the question. No, I don't. Let me ask you the question. Care enough.
0: But I will say this, he has played it absolutely right. Ethelwald has. He's got everybody riled up. I mean, stirred up like bees in a bonnet. He's got everybody going. Do you believe that this whole thing falls apart the way that Uhtred says that it will? And will it be Ethelwald's fault that it all comes apart?
1: Ooh, that would be fun. I mean, here's the thing: Ethelwald's been playing this long game. I mean, we remember where he was doing the, um, you know, the guy coming up from the dead. Like that was a long game lie. Yes. So I don't think it's going to all fall apart in the sense that he gives up, unless he dies this season and then he's done. But he keeps trying. He's resilient, and he's got a great wardrobe. <laughs> he does. He, With you his- know. Sorry, with he's, his he's elven dressing, cape, he's dressing for the job that he wants.
0: Yes, he is. You know what? He's trying to manifest it. He's he's putting the secret out there. Yes, he's secreting it the best yes. ability that he, he can. Um, Ethelwald is playing it right. Especially there is this great transition where Uhtred is going up to him, being like, "Did you go see Ethelred? What'd you tell him?" And you can see Ethelwald kind of collapsing in himself a little bit. But then something clicks, and he recognizes at this moment in a way that I think Littlefinger would do.
1: Agreed. From Game of Thrones. Yes.
0: Um, he took that weakness and he made it his strength.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He took that, um, that fear and used that bias against Utrid to make him look better in front of all the Danes and actually call him out. It was a very unique turnaround. On the other hand, the, uh, the, the match to the little finger of Game of Thrones and um, what's it called? Uh, in, in, in the game piece of it all, the chess making of it all is Varys. And Varys felt very much like it was Aldhelm. Going to save Ethel Fled and telling her, your husband is coming for you. Are you getting Varys vibes from, um, from Aldhelm?
1: You know nothing, John Snow. Who's Aldhelm?
0: The, uh, Ethelred's like right hand man, the one that has the Lloyd Christmas haircut.
1: Lloyd Christmas haircut. Yeah. I don't think he's Varys, but. I appreciate that he's fighting for the good of mercy. So I see how you're seeing that.
0: That's why I'm saying like he is the one that is putting the kingdom first. And I like the fact that he.
1: He's not going to survive. I bet you Ethelred kills him because it catches him being a a cheat.
0: This is is a good one. And you know what? There is some great foreshadowing here with that when Ethelred just kills this guy. Because we
1: haven't really been able to see him battle too much. We don't. He's not even good. He didn't even kill a guy with the first thing, you know, Mm -hmm. but he is ready to just snap at a moment. So yeah, I I don't trust him.
0: I kind of agree with you on this one, Mary. I think you're, there's going to come a tipping point. Either Aldhelm has to kill Ethelred or Ethelred kills Aldhelm because he, Aldhelm says he is not the king that I thought he was going to be. Yes, There has to, there has to be some
1: he's lucky that wasn't recorded
0: <laughs> just running around with his uh with his microphone yeah uh, his little USB mic um yeah i uh, there there has to be some kind of reconciliation here i think narratively but also with the characters they're they're on a course that must intersect at some point uh, aldhelm and ethelred um and my gut tells me that you're right. Ethelred kills all hell. Because it would be great if Ethelred dies. Yeah, but, but he it's better if him. he lives. Agreed. And Ethelfled should be the one that either gives the order or she does it herself uh, to kill Ethelred. Something along those lines.
1: He doesn't, he doesn't deserve to die just yet.
0: No, he does not. He deserves to be put in front of Uhtred, I think. Uh, and there there needs to be some kind of some kind of reckoning, some kind of reckoning, uh, if you will. Uh, so, Mary, we began this conversation with Uhtred's loyalty and his identity. And right now he
1: he's leaning Team Wessex, Team uh, Saxon. So does,
0: do you think he goes back to Alfred now?
1: Like no, I think he's gonna go try to save Ethelfled yeah. like he just did last season.
0: Yep. But he's neither Saxon nor Dane now, and and I don't know if it's a coincidence that Skade has been brought back into the picture, especially dude kissing Skade like the way that he did in front of Bloodhair, savage, savage, also gross. Um, just staring at him. Yeah. Oh man, that was. That you just bodied him to the center of the earth.
1: And why would you want Skade? She wants Uhtred now. And
0: see, that's the thing. Like, well, I mean, whatever. So what? I mean, Bloodhair has got his, you know, he's got his things going, and he 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 wants Skade. You just kind of have to accept the fact that he wants her. Does Uhtred really want Skade? That's a real question.
1: I think Uhtred's just lost right now, and he doesn't know what he wants, as we've been able to see between these two episodes. He's yes. just lost.
0: I would agree. I would agree. I just, I don't know if it's a coincidence he that he needs Skade, a timeout. That he's done what he has done with Skade right now, and he's going to fight Bloodhair for Skade.
1: And you know like, he's going to live because it's his show. It's his show,
0: so he's got to live. So there has to be something that either he does kill Bloodhair, or something intervenes like it did with the fight between him he and Leifrich. Oh, yeah. Um. I just—I don't think it's a coincidence that there is this question of identity and now Skade is filling that role of identity for him because he doesn't have one. And as Bloodhair does say, she becomes part of you. Your blood becomes her blood. I think this puts him down a path that could be a really ugly path. What do you think?
1: I think she, I don't want her anymore. I want him off this path. I'm done with Skade, but obviously she has to serve a greater purpose because she's been here all this time and I don't know what it is. I don't trust her.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't trust her either. I'm still out on Skade. I mean, I'm not fully out on Skade, but I I'm am. like I'm like 85 percent.
1: I'm upset for Brita.
0: Why are you upset for Brita?
1: Listen, Beatrice had a rough life, okay? She was stolen from her Saxon parents, meant to go live with these Danes, kind of became adopted, but I also kind of felt like she wasn't necessarily the sister. She was more like the, you know, farm girl.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, She fell in love with Utrid, had a miscarriage. Utrid chose Wessex over her. Then she goes off to Ragnar and can't have babies. Hmm. And he's having babies with someone else. That That woman she's going to be in a dark place
0: <laughs> by the way not mrs fig just looked at it i know just looked
1: i told you that 20 minutes ago
0: no i know but i just wanted to make sure 100 percent guaranteed that it was not mrs fig uh not looked like her though oh my god it was like straight up almost like a carbon copy of mrs fig mm. throwing that out there
1: okay
0: uh you got anything else you want to say in this episode no nope. all right i don't think so oh Lastly, last question. Okay. This is the third episode in a row that ends on Uhtred's face, like kind of concerned and questioning beautiful. and uh, slightly confused.
1: And ends with, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can see why some people don't like this soundtrack. I get it. It can be great. I'm grading. one of those people. It can be grating at points. No. <laughs> um, but this is the third episode, episode in a row. Is that coincidence? Or is that thematic, do you think?
1: Mm, How about you answer this? Because I don't really care. (laughs)
0: Mary's (laughs) not in a good mood. Oh, my goodness. (sighs) Wow. Okay.
1: Oh no, I'm just saying that isn't something that I pay attention to. You care about the shots, you see the lighting, you shine light on this. I didn't even notice. It feels a
0: little lazy. When I hear
1: the person start just saying, I turn my head away cuz I find it <laughs> abrasive. It
0: is a little abrasive at some time at some points. Some of it's very beautiful. Some of it, oh, not this part. Um if I feel like the show is too smart for it to be just laziness. Okay. Um
1: Maybe he's going to get a new scar. And it's like, enjoy this face while you can before he turns like cut up.
0: I don't know. I'm not sure if I buy that. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure if I can co sign on okay. that take. Um, maybe they're just doubling down on the, the, the divided loyalties of Utrid, and each episode must end with Utrid in a precarious position. You can definitely tell, by the way, that Netflix has produced this season. The way that every episode ends with a relative cliffhanger. Yes. It is urging you to keep going. I mean, just
1: keep up the binge, baby. Yeah. Just
0: binging these bad boys left and right. Like, I, after they say, okay, we're going to fight. I'm like, Mary, we have to keep going.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> yet know? we can't and because we, can't. we need to podcast. Yes. I know.
0: I know. So, uh, so that is that. Uh, since Mary already gave you a destiny theory of the week. You're welcome. Uh, we will uh, close the show out. Fair enough. Fair. Before we close, I wanted to remind you to go to the Marion Blake store for all of your holiday needs. I've been thinking about doing some ugly Christmas sweaters for the Marion Blake store. Oh, thought about that. Maybe we'll get some Last Kingdom You're ones in to there. Have to hurry
1: up, honey, because people need to order them quick.
0: I know. So if you are looking to go to some Christmas parties or holiday parties, or you want to give out some ugly Christmas sweater gifts, or just Marion Blake gifts for the Last Kingdom or any of the other collections that we have there at the Marion Blake store, go to the Marion and, and check that out. Let's close it out.
1: Okay. In addition to the Mary and Blake store, I want to remind you that these podcasts are also sponsored by MinuteWithMary.com. It is your one-stop shop for all things beauty and skincare. And this, the month of November, I am running for a huge promotion with my beauty business. So if you need to get yourself something just to spruce yourself up for the holidays, or if you're looking to gift something to someone who does enjoy beauty or skincare products, I would love it if you checked my site out, MinuteWithMary.com. We do have a discount, um, and I'm actually going to be switching it up. If you go to minutewithmary.com/discount, you can get my famous, like ooh, you know, earth-shattering, amazing mascara, my 40 fiber lash mascara, at a 15% off discount. Since you are a podcast listener, oh, of ours. so Blake's going to switch that up. So if you want to treat yourself, or it's a great stocking stuffer, but it gives amazing results, really makes the lashes super dramatic, and everything on my site does come with a love it guarantee. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. On that note, my name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. Destiny is all.
0: I came from a low income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far.